Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for this weekly podcast. At Influential You, we teach you how to take charge of your career and amplify your professional influence. Since 2009, we've helped thousands of business owners, executives, and entrepreneurs become more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Today, we welcome Jade Baranski and Jerry Ramey to the Influential You podcast. Jerry and Jade are co-founders for their business, Mobilize, where they use data and artificial intelligence to turn ingenuity into capability. Their business starts with a simple yet powerful idea that informed decisions are made from data. Mobilize builds software on the principle of centralized, cohesive data, and those structures give organizations a single source of truth, which I'll find out in a little bit how valuable that is when it comes to military intelligence. Yeah, it's a funny joke. All right. Today, we'll discuss their journey into entrepreneurship and how they've integrated what they've learned in the fundamentals of transaction programs and the mechanics and practice programs into their lives and businesses. They join us from Denver, Colorado, where their business is headquartered, so hit your like buttons, your thumbs ups, your subscribes below, and welcome Jade Baranski and Jerry Ramey to the Influential You podcast. Now, Jerry and Jay, before we begin, would you tell me the story of how the two of you met? Because I remember hearing part of this from Jerry at the Mid-Year Summit, and I remember sitting there thinking, where is my business soulmate? Mm. <laughs> Jerry? Well, go ahead. It's better if you start because you had the request. Okay, I'll start. I'll start. I'll st no, don't don't make me. I'll start. Okay, so there. No, we uh, had our own businesses, so I had no idea Jerry existed at the time. I was looking for a development team, so a back-end software team to help on a project that I had picked up, too big for my britches, and I knew it, so I was looking for my partner, uh, which was a totally normal thing in the business that I ran at the time. Got wind of Jerry being in the same co-working space as we were, we both had permanent space in this office building, but he was like up in a corner, like little dungeon situation. Um, so I never saw him. I had no idea he was there. And we scheduled a meeting. So got the connection, scheduled a first meeting. And I remember my office was right next to the conference room. So I didn't really have to open a door. I was just right, I was just there. <laughs> so I walk into the conference room, he's sitting there. And I remember thinking, hmm, this is gonna be different. I just, you know, sometimes you meet people and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be something, and I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. So, um, Jade pre presented this project that we needed to work on, and uh, offered like, hey, could this is something we're willing to partner with? And it was like right up my alley, like what my company was working on. So of course, like I said, yes, like super excited to do this and being in the same building makes it way easier to work on a project together. So, um, but what was interesting about that, that was a very challenging project to take on. Like uh, we were uh, building the first online portal where individuals could shop and use their SNAP benefits for that and also get delivery in the process. So yeah, so really, being able to use government funded yeah. right food stamps to buy food online which at the time was unheard of there was no such thing yeah, yeah. way before instacart so yeah there was no instacart. <laughs> <laughs> um and it was like the relationship went well because like we were willing to like go well beyond for the customer like this is you know resource 
be damned we were willing to go yeah. there so uh and we realized afterwards though it's like you have a piece of this puzzle that i don't enjoy but you do and i have a piece that you don't enjoy and i do like this is the yeah. perfect like partnership so we started that journey and mm -hmm. We always like to say we have almost no shared skills. Yeah. Minus the training that we've been through together. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that. <laughs> so good. Now, uh, I'll start with you, uh, Jade. Now, tell me a little bit more about life before Influential You. And actually, I'll, I'm going to take a step back. Before we do that, in your own words, can you explain your company to us um, even deeper than I did at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You did a great job. That was phenomenal, Thank Josh. Thank you. Yes. Um, so we have partnered mainly with the Department of Defense um, in all of the initial phases to build out a joint innovation system that really does take the data to make those informed data-driven decisions that you were talking about uh, to a level that prior to this tool, which is called Vision, you can see this, both Jerry and I are repping, um, prior to Vision didn't, wasn't a possibility, right? There was no single source of truth. There was no conversation even for a single source of truth. Um, and the impact that it's made over the first, we're at about 19 months since going live, um, is over $100 million in savings. Um, I can't even tell you how many countless hours of time has been saved. And it really is set up to totally change the conversation in the federal space around what it means for America to be innovative um, and even across the globe. So wow. that's a short version. It's a lot of things to a lot of people. That's great. Well, that's really good. And so my military intelligence joke is probably not that funny. Like you give them the information, what yeah. they do with it is their choice. hundred yeah. percent. You got it. Okay, good. Yes. I love that. Now that said, tell me about life before Influential You. And Jade, we'll start with you. What was life like before Influential You? Family, business, all of it. I'll take anything you'll tell me. Yeah, I love that. Um, so lots of training, right? I've always been really, and Jerry and I have been through lots of professional, personal development and training before. Um, and one of my favorite kind of past things to think about and talk about is a lot of intellectualism, right? A lot of philosophy, a lot of um, really great one-liners, <laughs> like some really good, we'll call them mantras, um, mm. that I do think serve an absolute purpose. Like they were great. There was a lot um, of movement in the company. There was good, I would say, culture shifts that we made, I think, for the team and, you know, the folks in our, just in our communities. And there was certainly something missing and we, we knew it. Like we could, you know, when it's like, okay, this has gotten us to a certain point. And now the question we were always asking was like, and then what? And how? And then what? And how? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that was the before. And and we were, you know, team-wise, had built a company together. We sold that company. We're moving into tech, really looking for the next, um, call it sort of like iteration of how we might do business differently, knowing that we, we don't know what we don't know. Like we are yeah. both very keenly aware of that fact. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. And in the notes you had said, you know, you always knew that this massive scale is going to require a higher level of strategy and execution. Yeah. Um, but tell me a little bit more of what that kind of felt like. It seems like your company was at some sort of a crossroads. 100%. Yeah. I mean, getting into tech in general, right? Like technology is known to scale. It's kind of where you see the unicorns come out, all the, um, you know, newsworthy. They went from Mark Zuckerberg's a great example, like in college, not really, no one knew him. And he went to this, you know, 
he is who he is now because of this one, <laughs> this one platform that, you know, whether he made it up or not, beside the point, he took it and ran with it. So that conversation was certainly very present for us of like, we knew once we started working on vision that it was different, um, sort of similar to like when I first met Jerry, it was like, Ooh, this is, you just know when you're in a business opportunity that is limitless and has the right time, right place, right circumstances. Um, and we also knew we could do it the same way we'd done it before, right? Mm. Which was to, like build it to a certain point, sell it and like go do the next thing the same way. And like just sort of <laughs> rinse and repeat. Like that was a comfortable thing for us to do. Serial entrepreneurs, like, you know, it's success. Mm, it, maybe, maybe not. We'll get to that in the after, I think. I love that. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, it's just, Jade does the best with with the, the drop-offs and the storytelling, which we'll talk about in a second. That was so good. Now, before we get there, Jerry, you had a little bit of a different experience and you, you told a little bit of a different side of things. What was life like before for you? Yeah, uh, like I definitely like ditto everything Jade said along the way. Uh, but my perspective as well, it's like knowing that what we know now versus then, it's like, uh, we were definitely in survival mode of, mm. of business, like where every decision is made on the next thing, like not necessarily, maybe two or three steps out, like we were a little ahead, of, <laughs> but, but definitely not like years or yeah. anything thinking about the long term. What, what are, why are we doing this? Why are we in this game? Right. So I think that was a huge uh, missing, you know, for the, like, uh, stepping into this new direction with having influential you being part of it, so. Yeah, well, and one of the things that you had said was it seemed like it was very reactive in a lot of the behaviors, like contracting or establishing deals, and there were breakdowns kind of in the long-term stability of the business. Um, anything else that you wanna say about that? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that, like what I was saying there, goes right back to that survivability, right? It's, you're reactive, you are, uh, sometimes you're not thinking for the longest picture and you're just trying to get things across the line because at the end of the day, you like this company and any other company really, like you care about your employees, like you want to make sure that they're all taken care of. And sometimes that makes you reactive versus intentional. Yeah. I've, I've heard the analogy of, you know, holes in a ship and running around and, and plugging holes in the ship and making sure that it's still floating and and things like that i've heard um a lot of times when we we're reactive it's like oh you need to get in front of it and then you're always kind of trying to get in front of it and it's the constant act of trying to get in front of it but for some reason you never can is that similar to kind of how you guys were feeling in that Yes, except you don't know it, <laughs> Yeah. right? You don't know that you're plugging holes and no one's steering the yeah. ship because you feel like you're steering the ship while you're plugging the holes. Mm -hmm. mm. And that's, that brings us to kind of this episode, right? The, the concept of scaling, learning to scale while scaling your own business. Now, I'd love to hear the story of how you guys found out about Influential U. Uh, obviously, we've got a big group that meets in Denver, Colorado, but how did you guys even find out about Influential You? Where did that come across in your guys' world? Yeah, yeah. Definitely through the training and development network, right? Like, I think lots of folks, professionals who have been successful in their training and career do the, you know, jumping around. Yeah. They go check out different programs. They hear from a friend. Oh, that sounds great. Um, and I do remember when we were first introduced to the concept. I mean, Jerry and I, straight to the website, right? Like, we're going to go read everything. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Um, 
and very shortly after did the first call yeah. with Kirkland okay. Tibbles, who is co-founder and um, in many ways, someone who I think for, for us and from our perspective was like a, everything about how he's being is likable and, and likable in like a, I would like to learn to be more like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when you meet a person like that and it, we hadn't signed up yet. So it was still pre, right? We hadn't registered for anything. Um, but with like the network recommendations, the, the folks we knew in the program from the area we came in, which you're right, Colorado has, right? Like rooftop parties. It's awesome. <laughs> you come to Colorado. <laughs> um, we, we, you know, you get a sense that it's worth the investment and the risk was pretty low for us because we were already doing programs like it. I think the biggest thing for us was the time. Yeah. Mm. Like it's, um, it's it really, it's that long. MOT <laughs> <laughs> takes that many months. Yes, yeah. it does. And it needs to, turns out. Mm. Now, I'd, I'd love to, before we jump into the fundamentals of transaction and, and talk about that, compare and contrast a little bit of some of the programs that you guys had done in the past versus what it was like when you first started doing the fundamentals of transaction. I'd love to hear a little bit of your perspective on maybe some of what was missing in some of those things that you guys thought you might gain with, with studying with us. I'd love to hear anything that you guys have on, on that topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'll take a swing at this one for you. Uh, Definitely like going back to what Jade originally said, like there was a lot of like ideas and ways of uh, being that you took on, but it never answered the biggest, the bigger questions of like, well, how, what do you do now? Right? Like, how do you actually use that to your benefit? <laughs> or how do you use that to go after what you're up to? Right. And it was just so funny because like, um, as you talked with other individuals that were in the space and you got to hear about like, well, yeah, like we have that same training too. And, you know, we're out here crushing it as well. And there's a big conversation that goes along with that. Like, well, how did you do that? Right? Like we have a company as well that could crush it. And we we want to crush it too. Right. Yeah. So like th there was a piece of that missing is the how, uh, I would say a lot of programs do answer like the the mentality behind it, but not necessarily why? the why the, or how. The yeah. why was very present, I think, <laughs> yeah. in our previous trainings. And I would just add on that the idea of measuring things in such, I'm going to say impeccable manner, just like measurement in a way that it's not as if we hadn't been trained on measuring and metrics and performance and KPIs and OKRs. And, you know, it's a very business-y thing to learn. And we knew it. And... I would, I would attest to the fact that the depth that influential you brought to those measurements and the reason behind the depth for the measurements and just getting really clear for yourself that you in fact have not been measuring anything in any serious manner <laughs> in your life career, you know, any of it, um, was a complete, like for me, just a, a mind shift that no other program even came close to touching that. Mm. And you haven't done priority and practice yet, have you, Jade? No. Okay, get ready for that one. Marnie will teach you the next level of measurements. It's scary. <laughs> I fought it the entire time. Now, I'll tell you guys this. It's, it's fun to hear that because I, I know when we measure, we talk a lot about the different ways that we measure. And a lot of times you find out that the strategy that was planned upon never got implemented or it was a faulty strategy. And then you've, you end up losing people on the team because you, they followed your strategy, but it didn't work out. And then you start to go and measure and people go in these loops a long time. 
Now, was there anything like that that immediately became a, like abundantly a clear when you started studying that measurement part of it, Jade? Because I'd love to hear just a little bit more from you. And, and by the way, for our, our listeners, Jade, you are identifying as a performer personality and Jerry is an inventor. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. Nailed okay. it. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. Anything about measurements there uh, for anyone listening? Yeah, yeah. I think the the main one for me and, and the business, right? Like I've maintained the lead role in sales. I've strategically have sort of that's been my lane. Um, and there are many temptations to measure things in sales that do not matter. They don't matter. And you can go through, I mean, you could do a lot of programs on sales <laughs> training and uh, I have, I've done many. And I think that the distinction between like you have to figure out what you're measuring and why, and and whether or not it's actually the critical thing to measure. And like now we really look at, I really look at in all of our sales conversation is like, what is the critical thing that we're measuring? Not the 87 things we could measure, we might measure, or could be interesting at some future yeah. date, um, because generally speaking, they don't matter. And most tools, most trainings that I've seen are built around this model of robust metrics that don't matter. There's no so what behind them. So I think that for me was the biggest like, huh, the idea of vital measures, I think is the language we use in Influential U. Uh, the vitalness of that measure has been just, it's so simple. And just like for me, like I wanted to overcomplicate it. It's that little thing, right? And it's that busy work type of like, oh, I feel like I'm moving somewhere, but productivity is not a good measurement of, I mean, like whether or not it's actually doing it, right? I'll, yeah. I'll add this one just in case there's anything to add to it. When we talk about measurements, we also talk about um, the measuring the work that we're doing and the results, not one or the other. We measure both. Does that have anything to do with kind of what you uh, learned with measures? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, before I measured results mainly, yeah. right? Very focused on results and less less of the like what got me to that result. And I've had, and like big shout out to other like training and advisors that I've had in the past who have like guided me towards that. And then the the foundational sort of call it curriculum. I mean, it's curriculum, it is what it is. It's the curriculum that you can actually use, right? Like the physical, I, I put this in front of me because the physical things for a performer, for me are, right? It's a tangible thing that I look at I can remind myself of, I can go back to, um, that won't just naturally, right? It's not just like front of my mind to measure my actions. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm all about results. Let's talk about results. So I think for me, that was the biggest, the biggest shift. It's really good. And I, I really enjoyed this conversation because I don't enjoy conversations about measures very often. So thank you for that opportunity as well, Jade. Jerry, um, I'd love to move us to what you started learning in the fundamentals of transaction as we're kind of there in measures. Be before I ask you the question, anything to add to what Jade was just saying about kind of measures and those kind of things with the organization? Yeah, I would actually add to the fact that like how this is moving into our product as well, right? Mm -hmm. It's like um, looking at what's important to measure to answer those questions at the end and having our customers deal with those questions up front um, so that this is not a conversation that just lives with me and Jade. It's a conversation that can impact the government as well here. So um, I think that's something to add to it. It's like it has us think about how our product changes too. 
Yeah, the ripple effect and, and kind of down the line and where this goes. It's really good. So, Jerry, you finally talk Jade into the fundamentals of transaction program and all the hard work that's going to be going on there. I don't know how that happened or how that went, but what did you start to learn, uh, Jerry? And I'm going to ask you first, during fundamentals of transaction, where did you start finding this taking off for you guys or fixing kind of some of those holes that you were constantly plugging? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a skeptic always. So uh, <laughs> Jade was the one convincing me usually to do stuff. But in this scenario, I was what I started to really learn was uh, to take on was like our roles a little bit more. Like we've read multiple materials of like, you know, I'm this type of person, Jade's that type of person. Like we knew that it was always different, um, but it never quite appeared like how it should play in like a transaction, right? You know, like working with our customers and um, being able to like understand like what an inventor is and like where I actually do perform the best allows it like like that's where it started to click right it's like oh there is a reason that we're different and there is a reason that it works because um, if i focus on what's important then we can start developing a transaction for ourselves that really plays out in our benefit it's really good and knowing what move or phase we're coming from and moving into knowing when we've completed the pro like all of those kind of things i imagine that that probably changed the language and probably the business meetings that you guys are having on a regular basis. Is that yeah. so? Yeah. And we got to lean into what we're stronger at. Yeah. Yeah. Now on that side, you also mentioned that one of the biggest takeaways was kind of how, uh, how in control of our biology and our mind and, and some of the way that maybe the current drags us into different areas that might be affecting the way that we look at things. Is there anything to say about that for you, Jerry? No, oh, that's also one of my favorites whole separate podcast yeah. josh <laughs> whole different conference. you got it you guys are on next week we'll get we'll get you guys booked right now <laughs> yeah like knowing that uh the current is out there and like you're participating in it right like somewhere you're playing part of it or you're resisting it in some form and knowing that your biology is geared to trigger be triggered by it right like it's going to have reactions and um I call it uh, getting it, getting in the flesh. Like that's something back home coming out, but it's like your, your animalistic instinct mm -hmm. takes over for a moment. And it's like that flash of anger or that flash of like reaction and understanding like where that happens. And often the current is just pulling for you to behave that way. Whereas as you could just be, choose to be the way you need to be in that conversation, knowing that the biology is still there and going on. So I think that was a great way to like put it and it like play with it for the future. Yeah, we're, we're first our biology. I, I think about that every morning. We're first our biology. Am I ready to do this thing or do I need to go get my biology right? That's really good. And Jay, you said it took about a year to get kind of what those moves and phases of the transaction cycle to sink in. Tell me a little bit about kind of your understanding and learning of the fundamentals of transaction and the transaction cycle. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, to Jerry's point, I very much understand the inventor to performer phases. <laughs> just, just one side. Um, and I think as entrepreneurs and most business people, we're all decent producers, right? We've all had enough forced experience to produce that, you know, we've hired those people. We found those people. Um, and in the early days, I had, you know, first six months of FOT, 
I think we became intimately and frustratingly aware of the fact that we did not have anyone in that upper left-hand quadrant, which is the judge quadrant. Um, And, you know, perhaps we were avoiding it. Perhaps there was a benefit to us and our, you know, what was comfortable. And that was a, mm, that was a big wake up call for just like, we're purposely avoiding, like I, I, for me knew, like, I don't want the, I don't want a judge in the business uh, at a leadership level. I think we, we have a few at, you know, kind of directing departments and running teams and they're amazing leaders and I love judges. So for all my judges out there, I love you. I need, can need you. I need you. <laughs> um, and that was a, I think the first big, big gap that we saw and and dealt with pretty quickly, and it still took, right, almost the full year yeah. before we brought in that that position for, and we hired a CRO to to fill that, which worked out beautifully. That's so good. Well, and I, I think what's wonderful that I'm hearing both of you guys say is you had a, now you have a shared language, a shared process. At any time you can say, "Hey, I'm an invention right now, so are you okay with me just inventing out loud real quick and understanding?" Oh, let let that person do the thinking. Or, hey, I have an invitation for you, moving all the way around the transaction cycle, but then also knowing who on your team naturally has those, maybe the disposition to move in a certain way and then fill those gaps that maybe you guys didn't want to necessarily do or it wasn't somewhere where you enjoyed working. Did I summarize that pretty well? Yeah, absolutely. And then here's the part that I'm super nervous to ask you, so that means I'm supposed to ask. Then you get into mechanics and practice program and Jade, your ego gets in the way. What are you talking about? Your ego getting in the way with the manual? I mean, I don't. Let's be real. As a performer, I do not want to document how I do things. I have <laughs> conveniently never been able to train anyone to do what I do. <laughs> um, and I'm super clear that that doesn't scale. So this is like, you know, intellectually, I know it doesn't work. And in practice, in, you know, uh, just go and be comfortable and do it the way you're used to doing it. Like I said, I'll build a business up to a sellable point, sell it and start another one. And I'll just do that over and over and over because I know how to do it. And manuals do not fit into that structure, <laughs> Josh. It's so frustrating because I'm so good at this. Why? But and it's, it's great though, too, because once you're realizing, hey, no, we got to scale this plane. Like there are things that I need to work on yep. that I need to work on. There are things that I just don't need to do that I need to build a team. Um, and as we talk about in the Thrive program and the different uh, you know levels of influence, it sounds like you're right on that two moving into three, where it was like, I'm getting things going, but results are kind of, you know, not always the way that we want. And I need to start building a team to start taking care of this for me so we can continue to grow a little bit bigger. And it took a little bit of actually sitting down, doing the work in your study group with your, with your business partner. Who's like, now we got to do this, like getting you kind of going. Was there anything about the team ship that the two of you realized as doing fundamentals transaction together and mechanics and practice together that you guys kind of cohesively bonded a little bit more in understanding these things? Hmm. Yeah. I think we definitely bonded over the fact of like where we don't play well, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, especially like in that manual piece, right? Like there's certain pieces you're filling out. It's like realizing we're not, we shouldn't be responsible for this. Yeah. We should have other team members be responsible for this. And I think that was one area. Yeah. I think the other one was definitely um, getting our aims really, really clear for the business that uh, 
again, as like having done this several times, starting new businesses is almost like an automatic process where, you know, of course you're going to do it. You're going you're gonna to do it and you're going to do it similarly to the last. You're just going to keep doing it um, without a whole lot of clarity around the why, right? Like yeah. you're taking, you're assuming a lot of risk. You're doing a lot, right? You're, it takes something to start businesses and scale them and getting really clear on our shared why, like why us, why this business, what do we, like, what do we, what do we really want to get out of it? Because otherwise just go work for someone else, like save yeah. yourself the grays. Yeah. What's the point, right? Like if we don't, I think that was one of the first things for me was what is the point of all of this work? If I'm not moving towards, like, I'm just doing it just to do it. So really thinking about those aims. And like you said, that why, which I really like as well. So that's so good. Now, for everybody listening at home, we're going to come back and finish the story in just a second. But we have to tell you about Thrive because that's what's paying for all of the podcasts and everything we do here. The Influential You podcast is brought to you each week by Influential You's self-guided program, Thrive. Now, the Thrive program allows ambitious adults to develop competitive professional skills to advance their personal goals and business objectives. When you join Thrive, you gain access to our proprietary tools and resources that are only available to subscribers. You'll get a better ROI than your MBA, and you can join us for Influential Use Thrive Program. Use coupon code 30DAYS, that's 30DAYS, for a free month to try out the Thrive Program for yourself. That link is in the show notes, and you can cancel at any time. Once again, Thrive 30DAYS is the code. And we're going to get back with the show. So now you guys have gone through the program. You're now practicing what you have been learning. You've both joined us at Mid-Year Summit and the annual member conference in which Jade is undefeated and has won all the competitions. And in the last one, Jerry chose publicly not to be on Jade's team, which we'll come back to in a second. But I'd love to hear what are you doing now? Like, what have you learned? What is, what are you implementing? How are things going now that you're starting to implement many of these processes and models that you've learned through your studies? I'll start with the easy one. I'll start with the easy yeah. one and then I'll let Jerry pick it up from there. Okay. <laughs> um, the real uh, big shift that we're moving into knowing that like we've been on this development journey together for some time, many, many years, in fact, um, and we're clear that we need to bring in more team members, right? Like knowing that we don't steer every direction the ship is moving in these days um, is a, a blessing and an opportunity to have that shared language get scaled. So really looking at our leadership team, our directors, folks who work with customers, folks who work with the internal team, really most people um, on our team to right take FOT get that get that foundational work and then look at the potential of map and map two i know we're certainly excited to finish map and looking at map two as the next step um, because of right i am definitely the kind of just human who the more the more repetitive i think probably most of us <laughs> the more repetitive the more i can right i can use it without thinking about it and that's been a big i think uh shift for us and how we work in the company is like we're using the the moves and the phases and the terminology in a way that um, works without having the foundation. But imagine how much more powerful it would be if our team actually was standing on top of something and not just, mm. you know, us in that moment. So I think that's one of the biggest. Yeah. 
It's really no. good. Jerry, anything to add to that? That was really good, Jade. Yeah, I don't want to step on that. So uh, okay, that can be that can be perfect. Yeah, can... I would say like coming out of the uh, mid year, like the play concept, like that's something we both have been trying yeah. on as well. Like how do we how do we take so much of the seriousness out of the business so that there is room to have the play and you know in practice, right? Like you know we put so much you know, we put so much intention against getting it right. We forget to like, you got to figure out how to get it right sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. like, I think that was another thing that we're actually actively participating in right now mm -hmm. too. Mm. That's really good. And I'm going to kind of veer just a little bit before we get into uh, the advice that you guys have in the soapbox. Uh, Jerry, you wrote this down and I'd love to hear what you're, what you were thinking when you wrote this. You said, success is not a state. It's a constant path that shifts and moves and requires you to navigate it at all times. Yeah. What do you, what is that? That's so good. What you, I know, I know. Tell me more about that because that, it feels like it ties into this, but I'd love to hear your kind of pull and, and tie into that and with what we've said so far in this interview. Oh, now you're calling me out. <laughs> no, uh, actually the way I was thinking about that was, um, I've always had this picture of what success looked like. Mm. And, uh, and of course that comes back to like where I've come from and what I've done along the way. And that all formulated what that looked like. And, uh, when we started working with the aims part of it, it's like, oh, like this is not, this is just not something that's done. It's, you know, yes, like I'll hit a point and I've made that success, but now it's, I, I've achieved that aim. What's my next aim? right? It's a, it's a long-term game of almost of life. It felt like, right? Like success is what you decide and when you decide it and how you're going to get there. And then you play it. Um, it's not a state, it's not an end goal because it will shift as soon as you achieve it. Yeah. So, so good. Fantastic. And that's, that's the reinvention, right? That's the 13 steps. So we plan for reinvention, right? That's what we need to do because once every problem solved becomes a new problem that then must be solved. Yay, we, we got past that level. Now Mario's got to go down another uh, castle because our princess is in another castle. So I totally get that completely. Uh, now, I'd love to hear a little bit about your guys' specialized knowledge and we give some time for our guests to kind of teach me something because uh, I need all the help I can get. What, what is something specialized knowledge, things that you guys have picked up in this program that you would impart on me or our listeners that would be really good? And I'll let, uh, Jerry, if, you, if you're ready, I'll, I'll let you go first. Oh, you're letting me go first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, definitely, like, something we were going to, like, bring up was the fact that, like, this whole AI conversation that's out there right now, right? Uh, you know, we saw the last uh, event that you all ran with the... Uh, the AI writing up a, a small session, right? But also like being aware of like how how the environment out here is shifting and how we should be playing in it moving forward um, is a huge thing. It's like, if you don't get ahead of it, it's one of those things you will fall behind in terms of uh, not having the conversation. You don't wanna be the, the last person in the room to adopt it because then you're late, right? So it's one of those things like, 
I I would get on a soap opera box about, but it's also like this is something influential you talks about. It's like making sure you understand what the current is out there saying, what it's talking about, how is it moving, so that you can be proactive about it. Right? How can you listen to it and know where to put yourself? Um, and I think AI is this current thing that everyone is either excited for or terrified of right now. <laughs> so. Um, like getting out there, getting ahead of it, having the conversations, how does it affect you? How do you play in that space as well? So I'll pass it over to Jade as well on that one. So good. Yeah, Jade. Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is a lot of work around narratives and how, right, like within Influential You, one of the most powerful first conference we went to was all around storytelling and narratives and um, this power of language where someone says something and it gets taken as the truth, the, the truth, <laughs> fact. And um, we are active players in a conversation for, you know, the federal government, the bureaucracy, the, the world stage around innovation and the government space specific to the military, which is really, can be sensitive, right? That can be a really sensitive topic where we have the opportunity to raise up our voices and sort of quell some of this, um, I'm gonna call it fear mongering that is very present. I mean, it's loud and it, AI has been around for a long time. It's going to be around for a much longer time. Uh, and all of our products are built around it and off of it. So we can really set um, up conversations for what's possible, right? Like, what do we want it to do? We made it up. Now, what do we want it to do? And our intention is that eventually, and, and probably for most people, this is true. It will feel like spell check. Yeah. It'll be a part of your daily life. Um, it will do work on your behalf. You'll be very thankful for it. it you sounded great. <laughs> it's a better writer than we are, unless it's creative. Um, and that will be that'll be the the source of how we use it is that it, it's supporting us. So, you know, again, we could soapbox on it, but that's a bit of intertwined influential you and AI together. You should expose a, like your statement you always tell our employees, right? Oh yeah, there's no technology without people. Yeah. That's just a repetitive, right? Like. It is the truth. We made it all up. We can mm. unmake it up. We can change it. We can shift it. We can use it for good. We can use it for all of it, right? Because we made it up. Right. I love that. And the idea that, you know, it's a tool, right? It's a, it's a tool that human beings have created to help, right? That's what we use. And, and you can use the tool for many different ways, but recognizing that that tool is incredibly valuable and the people that are getting in front of it and reinventing earlier tend to have a better outcome than those that wait and adopt a little bit later. So it is something worth really exploring uh, for how it would be uh, for anybody's company. I, we're using it as well in, in many in cases in our, in our world. So it's really fun to hear about that from you guys. It's, it's nice to know that at least the data that's going into the government is sound. Now what they do with it, whoa, we got to, whoa, here we go. That's so good. Anything else for you two to say to kind of close uh, the interview for you two? Anything that you guys would like to address before we go? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I would, I would, I have one thing, Josh, because you can't give a performer that prompt and not expect something. Come on, let's go. Come on. Um, one of the things I'm going to go back to the very beginning when you asked about all the other programs we've done, which are we're all phenomenal, like seriously, truly great, something to stand on, lots of foundational knowledge. Um, and one of the things that I've gotten really invested in and interested and in, like committed to with the influential you is this ecology concept, which you may hear in other programs. Having been in many other programs, I've never experienced 
one where it was so tangible, where the connections, the support, the, you know, you could reference the games at the conferences as like a way to continue to build that ecology, but like proactively building it. It's not just like, we hope y'all network. Yeah. We hope you, Jerry, who will never speak to anyone at a conference. We hope you meet some new, you know, it's facilitated. It's built in. It's part of the the tactical curriculum that makes a huge difference for people and has uh, has for us and I, I expect will continue yeah. to. So that's the only other thing I would add because it's pretty unique. I, I love that. And it's, it's why I started working here. I remember looking around at my first mid-year uh, summit and thinking these are the smartest, nicest people that I've ever met. How do I, how do I let them keep me around? How do I do that? And so now I have to host this. It's, it's really been wonderful. Uh, it's so good. Oh, thank you guys. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I heard, and then uh, I'll talk to you guys after the after the show. But thank you for being our guests on yeah. today's podcast. And what I heard was this: it's really going to be fun because both Jade and Jerry talked about the transaction cycle and the moves and phases. And then also their specific skill sets. Now, what they don't know is they're about to, if they go into mechanics and practice too, learn about the planning, strategy, tactics, and implementation that are involved and those quadrants inside of the transaction cycle and who are the best people on their team to sit in on those planning meetings, strategy meetings, tactics, and the implementation to make sure that it happens. And I think what I love about what their story is telling you about is kind of how they've moved and realized, hey, they can scale this and fixing it as they go and making it work as they go and doing it alongside of our programs, which is exactly what it's designed for, to help our clients get where they're looking for much more quickly, be more influential, more rewarded, and more you. Now, if you'd like any of that, you can find out more about us, just like Jerry and Jay did, by going to our website first. And then you'll probably have to have a conversation with me. But first, go to influentialu.global and explore our courses, consulting, and conferences. We offer a four-year curriculum if you're seeking an advanced experience. However, if you're brand new, we recommend that you start with Thrive. It's our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace. Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career and develop a realistic strategy to achieve your aims faster. Your membership also includes chat access to our faculty, plus discounts to our transformative conferences. You can sign up today and use promo code 30DAYS, 30DAYS, for a free 30-day test drive of our Thrive program. That code is 30DAYS. Remember, you can cancel at any time. Thank you so much for listening today. Each week, we stream live at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, so you can easily share this podcast with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that you get quality podcasts. Check out our show notes for links to connect with our guests, plus links to websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and members all around the world. With a special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, our in-studio producer, Michael Teehee, contributions from John Patterson, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley, and a big old special thanks to our guests, Jade Baranski and Jerry Ramey. You guys were a pleasure to have on the show, and I can't wait for the next time I get you guys back on. 
The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology LLC in Ventura, California. This episode was recorded on August 9th, 2023. That wonderful podcast theme that we all love is by Chris Standring, and it's titled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go down into your podcast app, and let us know what you think. This helps us more than you know. And we'll see you next time on the Influential You podcast.